Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 47. It is Monday, January 20th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and the time is always right to do what is right. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning. Happy Monday to you all. Of course, it is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So today we pay respects to a great man. And unfortunately, today we still face the same things we faced 70, 80 years ago. Uh, but this isn't a political show, so I'm going to step off my my pedestal for a moment and just report the cybersecurity news. Um, first up, I'm bleeping computer. New U.S. bill wants to assign state cybersecurity coordinators. So four U.S. senators have in- introduced a bipartisan bill that will require the Department of Homeland Security to appoint cybersecurity effort coordinators in every state to orchestrate cyber attack response and remediation efforts and to improve coordination between federal, state, and local entities. Cybersecurity state coordinators will have to ensure that local, state, and federal entities collaborate and share resources during cybersecurity threat prevention and response processes according to Cybersecurity State Coordinator Act of 2020 bill introduced by Senators Margaret Hassan, John Corinne, Rob Portman, and Gary Peters on January 16th. Cyber attacks can be devastating for communities across the country, from ransomware attacks that can block access to school and medical records to cyber attacks that can shut down electrical grids or banking services, the bill sponsor, Senator Hassan, said. So interesting stuff. You can read more about that on Bleeping Computer. I wonder what that job pays. On threat posts, Feds cut off access to billions of breach records with site takedown. So a website that was selling um, breached record information, it was called We Leak Info, was taken down by the FBI on Thursday. Uh, well, maybe Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> current activity, CISA. We have, uh, there is no current activity on CISA, so we can move on from that. Um, bleeping computer, New Jersey synagogue suffers so Soto Kinibi ransomware attack. Temple Har Shalom in Warren, New Jersey, had their network breached by the actors behind the Soto Kibi ransomware. Also encrypted numerous computers on the network. In an email seen by bleeping computer, Temple Har Shalom Shalom informed their congregation that they discovered the ransomware attack on January 9th after staff had trouble connecting to the internet. After checking their servers, they found that Temple's files were encrypted and a ransom note was left behind. Other computers on the network had been encrypted as well. I'd imagine most uh, religious houses are not as secure as other other businesses. Um, the encryption affected all of our server-based files and electronic data. We have mechanical backup for those files and data, but the backup was encrypted as well. So that means they left the backup connected to the servers and that was also encrypted. Um, allegedly, the Soto, the actors behind the Sunokibi uh, ransomware attack in this instance are requesting or are demanding, I should say, $500,000 in order to decrypt. Um, also, Bleepy Computer, FBI says state actors hacked U.S. government network with Pulse VPN flaw. So we've reported a few times that there is a, f- a vulnerability in Pulse VPN that needed to get patched. And uh, so it looks like... Um, 
FBI said in flash security alert that nation state actors have breached the networks of a U.S. municipal government and U.S. financial entity by exploiting a critical vulnerability affecting Pulse Secure VPN. So they're not taking their own advice on the CISA, it looks like. Um, but again, that's on Bleeping Computer. You can go read more about that. <coughs> Fraudsters set up site selling temporary social security numbers. So this is kind of a weird story here on Bleeping Computer. Some fraudsters have set up scams site claiming to be for a data protection fund created by U.S. Federal Trade Commission to offer financial compensation to users whose personal data appeared in information leaks. There is a reinterpretation of classic advanced fee scam where the where the victim makes a small payment inebriated by the promise of getting a much larger sum in return. Despite posing as a site associated with the FTC, the money-making scheme accepts victims from any country and offers to sell temporary social security numbers to those who don't have one. The bait is cash for data leak victims named Official Personal Data Protection Fund. The website promises to pay users of any geography if their personal data was used by an unauthorized third party. A fake verification service can help users find out if their data were ever leaked. The results of the check dictate if the user is entitled to compensation and exact value. The verification requires some personal data, though. At least the name and phone number are required for check to begin. There are three specific sources to choose from, social networks, messengers, and ad networks, and details for the selected one are also needed. The form accepts any information. Kaspersky's Tatiana Sodorini writes in a blog post on Thursday. Regardless of what you enter in the form, results are returned, and as expected, they claim the personal data was found in leaks and financial compensation was available, of course. While analyzing the fraudulent website, Kaspersky typed FGH, 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 FGH for the name of the user. The results returned show the video, the, that photos, videos, and contact information repeatedly appeared in information leaks. So, obviously, this is a fake. Um, don't fall for this. You, this would never get set up by the government, so don't don't fall for any such thing um, or you will probably be out more money and your identity stolen even further. And then finally, uh, we're going to talk about the Citrix server vulnerability yet again. Uh, we've reported on this a few times in the last couple of weeks. Citrix servers are vulnerable. Multiple versions of Citrix ADC are vulnerable. And um, we talked about there being a proof of concept released last week. And now hackers, and this is on Bleeping Computer, hackers are securing Citrix servers backdoor and then backdooring them for access later. An unknown threat actor is currently scanning for and securing vulnerable Citrix ADC servers against CVE 2019-1978-1 exploitation attempts while also backdooring them for future access. The actor deploys a payload dubbed Notribin, or Not Robin, by FireEye researchers who discovered this campaign and, and implant designed to clean the Citrix ADC appliances of malware strains known to target such devices and to mitigate uh, CVE 2019-19781 flaw to block subsequent exploitation efforts. So in other words, they're using a, a legitimate tool to access these Citrix ADC appliances and then gain backdoor access. Not Robin also plants a backdoor that provides access to now secured Citrix ADC servers to actors that know a secret hard-coded passphrase unique for each compromised device. Um, the Not Robin payload was also observed while adding cron syslog entries to gain persistence on the compromised servers. Further exploitation blocked on secured devices. The FireEye believes that the actor may 
be quietly collecting access to NetScaler devices for a subsequent campaign that report ads. While monitoring one of the devices where not, not Robin was dropped, the researchers were able to observe more than a dozen attacks being blocked over three days, with the attackers being served with 404 errors after the malicious templates containing commands were deleted in real time. The mitigation works by deleting staged exploit code found with, within NetScaler templates before it can be invoked, Fire explains. However, when the actor provides the hard-coded key during subsequent exploitation, not Robin does not remove the payload. This lets your actor regain access to the vulnerable device at a later time. While the actor hasn't yet dropped any other malware on the Citrix server, it's secured against future CVE 2019-19781 exploitation. FireEyes researchers are skeptical about this future goal, seeing that on the whole, the, the entire campaign looks like a staging operation hoarding Citrix appliances for yet an unknown purpose. Now, <coughs> the good news is, also reported on Bleeping Computer, Citrix patch CVE 2019-19781 flaw in Citrix ADC 11.1 and 12.0. So they have a patch finally. Citrix released permanent fixes for the actively exploited CVE 2019-19781 vulnerability impacting Citrix application delivery, uh, ADC for short, Citrix Gateway, and Citrix SD-WAN WAN op appliances, which was added to the to the list um, just recently. And actually, that was what I was supposed to report from CISA, so there you go. Appliances and allow allowing unauthorized attackers to perform arbitrary code execution. Permanent fixes for ADC versions 11.1 and 12.0 are available as downloads, and there's links in the article. Citrix's CISO, Furman J. Cerna, says in the update published today, these fixes also apply to Citrix ADC and Citrix Gateway virtual appliances hosted on any ESX, Hyper-V, KVM, Zen server, Azure, AWS, GCP, or any on a Citrix ADC service delivery appliance. SVM on SDX does not need to be updated. It is necessary to upgrade all Citrix ADC and Citrix Gateway 11.1 instances to build 11.1.63.15 to install the security vulnerability fixes. It is necessary to upgrade all Citrix ADC and Citrix Gateway 12.0 instances to build 12.0.63.13 to install the security vulnerability fixes. Accelerated firmware update timeline. Besides releasing these permanent fixes for CVE 2019-19781 flaw, Citrix also says that it has fast-forwarded the availability of permanent si fixes for other ADC versions and for SD-WAN WAN op with the new dates being moved to so for ADC version 12.1, is the new date will be January 24th. ADC version 13 and 10.5 is also January 24th. And SD-WAN-WAN-OP is also January 24th. So by the end of the week, they should have everything patched. Um, and if you are uh, haven't already taken the steps that Citrix has on their website to prevent being exploited, then you should do that if, you're not, if you don't have a patch available till Friday. Uh, that's going to do it for this morning's episode of the Productive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay secure.